Pandora. Paramount? No, Pan... Oh, maybe it's Pandora? wasn't the Panama Papers. It wasn't the... It was the Pandora Papers. The new one. Was it? Yeah. They published everybody's Pandora preferences from 2007 to 2009. (laughs) When people were still using Pandora. Yeah. I remember when I was an early adopter of Spotify, and I was like, guys, there's a better way. And everybody's like, nah, man, I'm cool with, like, Fallout Boy Radio. <laughs> <laughs> the pan- that was one of those things that just kind of flopped. But I guarantee you that in two years, you'll be seeing tweets and stuff that are going to be like, uh, the Pandora Papers told everything we need to know about the ruling class and y'all just ignored it and now look the world's on fire yeah because they did that with the pan on panama papers like you could absolutely your shit would do numbers if like 2018 you were tweeting about how no one had paid attention to the panama papers but you were but yeah you were so dialed in all i remember about panama papers is Lionel messi was a tax cheat (laughs) that's all i I remember from that that drop well it is weird there's the pentagon papers the panama papers pandora papers well i don't think it had a fancy name but i was frothing at the mouth over those uh epstein lists and then that meant nothing either (laughs) hey by the time you got to chris tucker you're like god everybody was in a mess what's the p what's the significance of the p i wonder I i don't know um, pancreas papers pancreatic papers pancreatic papers oh god um, pencil pituitary papers pituitary penetration papers penetration papers (laughs) prostate papers who's gonna drop the prostate who's gonna drop the poonstang the the poonstang papers (laughs) poonstang papers I have to say poonstang list of everybody who's gotten ass ever God. That's it. That's it. <laughs> One set of papers I won't be on. <laughs> no, that's in there. Keep looking. Go to the index. <laughs> yeah. Go to the appendices. I promise I'm in there. I'm in a footnote. Yeah. The pickle pa- papers. Um, pit. I ran pit, up on a paper one time. Pitbull papers. <clears throat> I, I, hell, I ain't too proud to mention this on the show. Ran up on this paper one time, a bunch of people sitting around one night and listing, ranking everybody they'd slept with and yeah. in order. And Like, uh, oh, I know this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best of the worst. I'm assuming best of the worst. I ranked a strong 11 out of 13 for this one girl. <laughs> I was like, God damn. For some reason, that cuts me to the core to this day. <laughs> it's fucked up because you can have an off game, you know. Even, yeah, Mike, we even were, Michael Jordan had his. We own. were sleeping up about a year and a half. I think oh, she had, she, she had a pretty good yes. sample size to <laughs> to, to, to rank me from. Everybody has an off year, man. <laughs> everybody, has, everybody has a bad two years in bed, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ain't no thing. God bless her, but I mean, if had it not been for her, I probably never had any confidence at all. Then. For, I found that later for you just lying her ass off for years. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. I've rebounded, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um, COVID's really brought back everybody's sex life. You're yeah, doing fine yeah. now. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never 
thankfully, I've never found out where I rank anywhere on anyone's papers. Well, it was the sexual equivalent of walking in on your friends talking shit about you. You know what I mean? Mm. I was like, yeah, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. Of course, I sort of went snooping. I don't know. I rankings. Guess by cleaning up the table. <laughs> rankings do cut a little deeper than just a little like average shit talk. Because you can slip out a shit talk that ain't you don't even really mean, you know? But uh, to write it down in numbers, you've thought on that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that is uh, intentional. Definitely. <laughs> it was, I'm glad that I was sandwiched right there between Evan and Joey from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I left a fucking Halloween party one time and the next, I just got obliterated and the next morning I had no numbers in my phone. Penguin, cowboy, <laughs> none. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin papers. There the you go. The penguin papers. Yeah. Penguin papers. Um, I, Joey from the I bar. Could, we could riff this out for an hour. Think of all the peas. Let's we can kill. Let's kill an hour we by can riffing out. out. <laughs> the Punani papers. We are. We're already repeating ourselves. Pac-Man uh, pa- papers. Um, the paper papers. The the paper papers. <laughs> The patchouli papers. The patchouli papers. It's just, it's just every, every exploit of David Pack, from, (laughs) from getting David Blaine to do magic for him to the time he skated backwards down Pine Mountain on. God, that was him. Son of a bitch. That's before they widened the road, too, mind you. Yeah, Yeah. God, imagine what he could do now. (laughs) He'd make it rain out there. (laughs) Um. Oh, so check this out. I was reading the other night on the Bohemian Grove <laughs> Wikipedia page. Incredible. As one do does. You, oh, wait. Do, do you have that bookmarked? Um, Be honest. I don't. I'd love to see your bookmarks. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see your whole browser history. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. Just the bookmarks. <laughs> I needed to look it up I'd real fast. I'd be interested. I mean, there's nothing on it, though. Look, nothing of course. Good. They're not going to put anything good on the... Does it mention the uh, classic, the cinema classic uh, Eyes Wide Shut? On the Bohemian Grove (laughs) Wikipedia page? Yeah. It does good. No, it does not. It mentions Nicole Kidman on the Wikipedia page. Well, under the controversies tab, there was something about logging. Isn't the whole thing a controversial? Well, that's what I thought was funny. (laughs) Like, it's like there was like a logging permit that they were, whatever. (gasps) But I, wow. I, it made me think because like Bohemian Grove is like up in the forest, right? I guess you tell us there, yeah, uh, John Ronson. You've been on the <laughs> Wikipedia page, not I. Well, it made me think of this scenario. I think it could make for a pretty funny movie. Imagine that a logging operation threatens the Bohemian Grove. Um, land grove grove it threatens, it threatens the, grove. the bohemian grove. bohemians grove right. and so like the board of trustees at the bohemian grove is like fuck what are we gonna do like, Wait, who is that who's the board of trustees let's name them um um <laughs> there's only one hole in this plot line it's almost certainly the guy that in charge of the deforestation project would be himself a member. <laughs> He's on the board of trustees. Entertain me for just a second, okay. and let's just assume that like the only people left on the board of 
of Bohemian Grove are like old blue-blooded aristocrats from the Northeast okay. who have no interests in like logging or oil drilling operations. Bernie Sanders, okay. Yeah, Bernie in his four houses. <laughs> Bernie in his four houses. <laughs> multi-millionaire, won't release his tax returns. Yeah, every time he comes on screen, the OJ's for the love of money queues up. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're releasing doves yeah. when it comes out. And so to stop this permit, they have to go to um, a large environmental nonprofit like the Natural Resources Defense Council or Sierra Club. And so to do so, they have to get like a young, you know, organizer like to go out there and, you know, you know how it, when they would do strip mining permits, they you would have to go to like the permit hearings and organize people to go to the permit hearings. Like imagine you have to work with Bohemian Grove as a Sierra Club organizer to stop this logging permit. <laughs> you have to work. It's like, well, yeah, facing down the, we want to stop a prison. Or are we going to work with the NIMBYs? Right, right. It's like, who are you willing to <laughs> to get in bed we with? We gotta work with the Bohemian Grove guys. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, that ain't real. Right? Yeah, they're like, that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> that ain't real. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I liked it. I thought it will. Screw you guys. I thought no, it was I, good... I think it's, I think it's got legs. I'm just trying to trying to fill in some blanks here. Yeah, this is already gonna be rough. I can tell. Anytime we record after four p.m. Any to anywhere is in that the our cut off? four p.m. to seven p.m. window, it's rough because I start getting grumpy and fuzzy in the oh, head, good. blood sugar, <laughs> doing <laughs> weird things. I've been staring at a screen all day. Yesterday I got a migraine from looking at a fucking computer, and today I feel fine because I got good and stoned. But sometimes, you know, there's a there's a line you can't cross. You can't get too high to record. Yeah. I think I'm good. You crossed it, though? No, no, I'm good. I don't know. It looks to me like you crossed it. <laughs> You're hiring damn groceries. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, what's two plus two? Five. <laughs> you cannot pass field sobriety right now. <laughs> I don't think I could sober as morning do. I couldn't pass any of those tests. Here's a test. Um, this is a sexy sex ed test. Okay. Is it safe? And the answer is yes already, because I've seen it demonstrated in the environment. Is it safe to use saran wrap as a condom? <laughs> You've seen it. Because you saw someone fuck a glory hole in a tree branch? No. A... I did have a friend in high school who did that one time. You know, safe. <laughs> I think safe means a different thing. It, I get, it works. Safer. <laughs> safer than we, we, Are you willing to say sex. it's safer sex? <laughs> sure. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Why not? What about parchment paper, though? Uh, once you, well, yeah. yeah, that's very. I think <laughs> pretty rippable. Once you get, once you get to cheesecloth, you're in, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, my cousin used a, a food city bag one time. <laughs> It'll probably protect you from even more than a condom. Yeah, that's probably true. Probably more durable. It'll protect you from scabies and who knows what else. <laughs> <laughs> like I wonder how that works. To do that, yeah, you would have to tie it around <laughs> like, your whole, hold it down. <laughs> actually, I I do know of someone using a grocery bag to suck a dick. What? And I was like, did they like cut a hole in it? Like the no, no holes. Ashkenazi. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, nature will find a way. People going to do what they got to do. They cut a hole in it, though, for... I mean, wait, they didn't cut a hole in it. Well, how did they use... And why did they use a, paper, a plastic bag? They sucked the plastic over the dick. They didn't want to touch that dick. The fabled, here's, here's, the fabled condom blowjob. Here's the thing. I've heard about this. Here's the thing about that. I guess it seemed like the grocery bag was better than a condom. Also, condoms oh. taste like lube. <laughs> I mean, what's a grocery bag taste like? <laughs> Here's the thing. Hopefully it was a one-use only. If there's a dick that you won't suck without putting a, a, a Walmart <laughs> yeah. bag on it, you clear. probably don't need to be sucking it to begin with. It's still clear. <laughs> I understand there's some exceptions, though. You Just know what I mean? say no. You find yourself in a pinch and you have to improvise. I get that. You do hear a lot of wild things in the sex ed classroom. Uh-huh. Oh, it's good. What is a candy cane, boys? Oh, that's easy. That's when there's cum and blood, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was asked that, I couldn't come up with it as quickly. I was like, uh. <laughs> I mean, because they just inevitably start quizzing you, you know, yeah, as right. a as a tactic. You've never gotten asked about Saran wrap. No. Really? Well, I have now. Wow. Interesting. My uh. Uh, my guy was fucking in the back seat of a car, and yeah, didn't have a condom. But, but he had did have he had saran he wrap saran in the back <laughs> of a car. I figured that was a kitchen situation. Oh, here's where the thing about saran wrap: saran wrap will not tear. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you need talons to really rip that shit. Good God. Uh huh. I don't. For we go any further down the road here, just if our current trajectory is any indication, just want to say we don't do not endorse Saran wrap as a condom alternative, lest we be accused of continue to perpetuate dangerous ideas. Now you're t- you're giving this. We've got five years worth of dangerous ideas. Dangerous ideas, <laughs> and I always try to say, listen, I am a sex educator. I cannot condone this, <laughs> but it don't matter. Well. <laughs> They did have the qualifier, though. It's safer. It's not necessarily... You're not to the finish line or the promised land of safe, but, you know, it's safer. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I'm a sex educator. I'm not a doctor, which I say often. I can lead us to find more knowledge. Well, your humility is admirable. But I'm not a doctor. Your humility is very (laughs) admirable, Tanya. I don't know all the all the best uses for saran wrap. Um, Halloween pranks. Yeah, yeah, toilet seat. That's probably the best yeah, use. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of which, we should pull off some sort of Halloween prank on some unsuspecting fool. I don't like pranks. Really? They make me feel I'm not a I'm not a prankster. Not a prankster. I'm not a prankster. Mm, I you how do a they little, how do they make you feel? <laughs> prankster. <in you. laughs> no. They made me feel guilty and bad. Oh, to pr- to do the prank, to be the pranker. Yeah. What about the well, pranky? I definitely don't want to be the pranky. Nobody wants to the be pranked. pranky. You don't want to be pranked. Somebody has want to be, to be but nobody wants to be punked. I don't want that. Mm. I'm reminded of the time I showered y'all with glitter, and you didn't, were not <clears throat> impressed. Again, an example of how no one wants to be pranky. <laughs> right. No one actually wants that. <sighs> um. Well, so speaking of people that theoretically exist in the world that you've never met, like, for example, I think the most common example like we threw out like a year ago was like the person who had not heard of COVID but had heard of cancel culture, mm-hmm. for example. That guy, yeah. yeah. There Found was... in a Serbian cave, according to a lot of people. 
<laughs> they did find him. Yeah, I, I think actually he didn't know about cancel culture, but knew about COVID. Right. Um. Well, I read this really long article in the New York Times about like it profiled like eight different people who drove from around the country to go to the January sixth thing. They're still on that. They're I very guess much. We are too. Shit. They're very much still on whatever it. dumb beats they're on. Here we linger, little bitches. Um, they I actually didn't want to know if is anybody. If any weird shit's happened, anybody else turned up dead who's facing charges or any shit no, like that? No, no more police suicides that I know of. Um, you hate to hear it. This article did start out pretty funny, though. This is literally the first sentence, the first paragraph. The American flag became a blunt instrument in the bearded man's hands. Wielding the flagpole like an axe, he swung once, twice, three times to beat a police officer being dragged down the steps of a United States Capitol under siege. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it sounded pretty tight. Uh, That's pretty tight. Yeah, that is, I, I I'd just, like to hear Dale sing that. I just here's what <laughs> I guess. Here's my thing with January sixth that I keep going back to. They just talk about it in such grandiose terms. Well, the article is uh, okay. The article like, like there's a movie called Under Siege, and it uh, <laughs> that's ain't what this was. You know what I mean? This article, um, it has. You know, all your standard, like, lib, like, um, you know, like, just to, okay, just continuing on, just to, just to give you an idea of the tone of the article. This isn't why I read it. I read it because of the profiles and courage in the article itself, but the tone is pretty funny. Other officers also fell under mob attack, while the rest fought to keep the hordes from storming the Capitol and upending the routine transfer of power. Sprayed chemicals choked the air. Projectiles flew overhead, and the unbridled roars for formed a battle-cry din, all as a woman lay dying beneath the jostling scrum of the January 6th riot. For the love of <laughs> God! Jeez! The moment was a flicker in the chaotic panorama. People are so fucking bored. <laughs> they are just bored beyond tears up in a basement typing this. Yeah, um... Yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. So they, like, they went through like i said they like found like seven or eight different people to profile in this and i thought like two of them were really funny i'll so i've selected them here the first of them was any this kentuckians yes actually uh, the you knew there yes, was going to be yeah <laughs> the he was a self-made businessman from Kentucky named Clayton Ray Mullins. Clayton, God, and a Mullins, 52. no doubt. Um, Clayton Mullins. 52. Can you think of a more Kentucky name than Clayton <laughs> Mullins? That's the only place he could have been from. Some bitch. I thought it was funny because this guy is fascinating. He claims to not read any news. He doesn't watch any TV, doesn't watch Fox News or OAN or read... Facebook posts or only anything like that. Chan, eh? It's only 4chan, Nothing. Way to, the only not, way to not stay even pure. That. He literally just gets his news from like his neighbors and like church, fellow church congregants <laughs> and like heard about this and was like, hell no, man, I'm going to D.C. Hey. <laughs> no. So he doesn't know about COVID. They don't talk about that at church. It's, it's fascinating. Because it's like, if you adopt that strategy, you're totally at the mercy of where you were from. Uh, yeah. Like, that can have drastically different consequences depending upon where you're from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truly. Like, in Kentucky, you're going to go siege the Capitol, and somewhere else you're like, you know, I might try sucking dick. <laughs> I don't buy it. Everybody's talking about it. 
<laughs> hadn't thought much about it, but you know, I'll, I'll make be, sure I'll make do, sure I put some yeah, saran wrap, some paper bag over it. First. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to be safe, but I want to try it. Food city bag. He's, uh, Mr. I just don't believe Clayton. Mr. Mullins, Mr. Mullins has no social media presence and is relatively new to text messaging. He watches little more than reruns of the Andy Griffith Show and Gunsmoke. <laughs> I, I mean, well, you I'd know say what? that is influential. This, no, I tell you, this guy, this is the guy that moved to Neon after he watched Fire Down Below and got his ass kicked. <laughs> oh my God! Where then does he get his news? Word of mouth, Mr. Mullen said. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Word. The word of God only. Um, but many in his circle are active on social media, including his sister, who accompanied him to D.C. Um, oh, okay. Well, Sissy picked him up. Why didn't they? I mean, didn't they, like, imagine being that credulous, just, though. He was no. just a tag along. He didn't have shit to do. D.C. ain't but an hour drive. Eight hour drive. I um, mean, why not? The, the, the tone of this is amazing. What ensued in the Capitol's hallowed halls and chambers over the next two hours has been seared in the national consciousness. The hostility and fear, the valor and violence, the shocking but ultimately failed attempt to derail the republic's democratic process in the name of Donald J. Trump, who had closed his incendiary speech at the Ellipse with, God bless you and God bless America. I mean, the, the funny thing about this Mr. Mullins guy is that, like, He's in every, like, every major battle, like, um, you know, every major, like, scene in the siege, quote-unquote, he was there. He's, like, always in the background just looking on, like, whoa, man. Okay, 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 let me just keep this going. Imagine hearing about this word of mouth at church and being like, oh, damn, I gotta see what this is about. And then you get there. And then it's just... And they're whipping police officers with American flag poles. You got one guy that's wearing the goddamn buffalo horn shirtless, and you're like... And, you, and you're and you not acquainted with any of this stuff. No. You're just like... Cool, cool, cool. God. And then he claimed to be in all the major spots, like he's just a little fucking butterfly floating through here. He didn't claim to be. The video surveillance of that Sh- day shows. Like, he's on video in all the rooms. All of them. Yeah. Just he's creeping. just like going around. Just creeping in the background. Like a Waldo. Yeah. He's just like. Wow. The where's the Waldo? Where's Where's Clayton? Clayton the Mullins. Waldo of January six is Clayton Mullins from Kentucky. Where in Kentucky is this bitch from? He's a Western Kentucky. I mean, obviously, you know nobody from Eastern Kentucky's going. Like. Nah, y'all go ahead. I'll... People from Martin County win. I heard, but I don't know. Oh, they probably did. Um, they're wilding out up there. I mean, they ain't got clean water. They any any chance to storm the Capitol? They're there. Uh, hey, nothing else well, fucking let works. Let me in <laughs> here. Well. I'm gonna fill up my water jugs while I'm here. That's why I would say to every like liberal that's just like, oh, this is a disgrace to our democracy and all this stuff. Like, what if you live in a place like Martin County, where you've literally expended every fucking thing you could do and you can't leave because you don't have the money? But like, people are getting fleshing bacteria and all this stuff. It's not wholly unrealistic that you would say. Well, hell, I'm going to go try to do this thing with this the, yeah, the, the shaman them. guy. Well, I mean, as the, as the article points out, I don't know how this, like, shakes out legally, but, like, a lot of these people were literally encouraged by Trump to do this. So, like, 
I mean, I don't really know how that works. I mean, yeah, they were cheered on by a sitting president. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if you're pres- positive, did y'all see Trump's uh, Colin Powell? Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. I had it. I, oh, yeah. I want to talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I was going to cover that. Yeah, I'm not going to miss that. I, I did, I did you said you'd been <laughs> off, and I was like, well, <laughs> something you might have missed. No, I know people know I've been off Twitter, but they sent me that. <laughs> okay. Um. So, but yeah, no, I mean, Trump was literally saying, like, as your president, you know, like, you have to save democracy. And if you're any one of these people, you're going to listen to that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I love Trump's, like, just his style of just putting a little plausible deniability in there. It's like, <laughs> you know, maybe it was stolen. I don't know. People uh, are saying that. Um, yeah, throughout, Clayton Ray Mullins was often in the frame, a Z-Lig among insurgents in black gloves and a gray winter coat with a distinctive crop of thick brown hair. Here he was, joining hundreds of others. <laughs> What's a distinctive is crop? Pink? Is that yeah, a mullet? let me see. <laughs> was he rocking a Kentucky waterfall? Uh, no, there, there's not a picture. I don't have the picture of him Damn. pulled up. Um, I just screenshotted this article. I don't have it still open. I already closed it. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, here he was joining hundreds of others near the Lower West Terrace and singing the Star Spangled Banner off-key. Here he was at the front of a tent standoff between rioters and officers, separated by barricades and different oh understandings of patriotism, as a man in a Trump cap beside him sprayed the officers with an irritant, used his stop-the-steal sign to shield the blowback, and melted back into the crowd. Okay, except we saw that like none of that happened, right? Like... Uh, most of the cops just let them on through. Like, why is there this revisionism about, like... Well, I think it's... The thing is, is I think, like, just like with the CIA and the FBI, I legitimately think there are liberal cops. I think that there are cops that are liberals and some are conservatives. You know what I mean? I think that most of them are probably some kind of, like, fascist conservative, but I do think that there are cops who take their job, quote-unquote, seriously like, as, like... They're community servants and all that Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's, you gotta get your hands dirty Well, and especially if you're, like, a D.C. cop, you know, yeah. like, they probably took it seriously, like, we we gotta defend democracy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like... And maybe but, that's why they've killed themselves. Yeah, well, oh maybe that... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe this broke is the thing that that's broke That's the them. thing that broke them. Um... Like I said, um, you know, Trump had told them to go defend democracy. Uh, one was Peter Stager, 42, a burly truck driver whose long dark hair and full beard would distinguish him in any crowd. He had stopped to join the Trump rally on his way back from a delivery in New Jersey to take some photographs. His employer, Charlie Penrod, later testified. And the other thing is, he was asked by the president to show support. Had Mr. Stager and Stager instead kept driving, he would have returned to the small Arkansas city of Conway. Back to his one-story oh, brick oh, house. Why? Yeah, back to his one-story brick house on a working-class street where residents, black and white, knew him as an even-killed father of two teenagers who went out of his way to help others. Um, a next a next-door neighbor, Carmesia O'Donnell, recalled that when her water heater broke down, Mr. Stager installed the new unit free of charge. It's a big job, and he just did it for us, she said. Um, I mean, this is another guy who didn't really talk about politics very often. Uh but then he now he's getting he's I mean he's probably a lot of these people are probably going to go to prison for a long time unless Trump Clayton's going to jail probably I mean it's he's 
the article basically ends with him basically being like, well, how the fuck did I get myself in this? <laughs> so he didn't feel, sh- he, he says now he didn't feel strongly about any of it. He didn't really know what he was getting into. No, I mean, he does. He was a Trump supporter for sure. Gotcha. Um, but, so he come to love Trump without the internet well, or I, TV. The thing is, I th- yeah, yeah. That's a did. fascinating trajectory. Is all <laughs> I, I'm just, saying. I have a hard time. I, um, like, I, was there a parade in town that Trump was in? <laughs> or he was a fan of the, the uh, what was his TV show? The Intern? The Apprentice? The Intern. The intern, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the intern sounds like a sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah, that's Bill Clinton's show. Time. Yeah, that was Bill Clinton's show. Um, let's see. God damn, Clayton is very interesting. Yeah, um, another guy came to Washington for what he thought was were good reasons at the time. One of his lawyers later said, the president of the United States of America was telling citizens something evil has happened and you all have to go fix it. Um... And then here's my favorite one, though. I, I highlighted that this That is one. a lot of... Let, I mean, if I were a lawyer, that's the route I'd take. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> if I thought, I'd be like, the president told him to do it, you know? Right. What are you going to do? I mean, this... I, the Mullins guy, that's like something out of a Charles Portis novel. Though. I <laughs> yeah, swear it I'm is. Yeah, just like, this can't be he real. Just, he just... Yeah. He, he, he looks like a pure soul. Yeah. Just like <laughs> pure earnest. Just like showed up, checked things out, and implicated in one of the biggest crimes... <laughs> According to libs, you know, and a lot of just straight people in history. <laughs> uh, but this was my favorite one. Did Clayton say he regretted going? I mean, yeah. I mean, towards the end of the article, I don't have the exact thing pulled out. Um, but yeah, he basically is, and the people around him too are like, yeah, this got out of hand. <laughs> it got away from us. <laughs> really did. But while I was there, I forgot to just take a look around. <laughs> How many more times I going to be in the Capitol building, you know? I thought this one was Did the full tour. I thought this one was pretty fucking good. Um, among the actual veterans trespassing on Capitol grounds was Michael Lopotic, fifty-seven, from Pennsylvania. He's a vet. Six, yeah, vet. Six foot four, well over two hundred pounds, and sporting a scraggly gray beard. <laughs> He announced his military... Sporting a, a gorgeous eight-and-a-half-inch cock, nine, <laughs> nine inches in a paper bag. <laughs> nine inches in a food city bag. Good <laughs> shit, buddy. Six foot four, well over 200 pounds, uh, sporting a scraggly beard. He announced his military affiliation with his Red Marines cap and his political affiliation with a Trump 2020 t-shirt that said PTSD, pretty tired of stupid Democrats. That was my favorite thing from this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I want that shirt. This is, this is my favorite thing. Not this next paragraph, but the one after it. Um, Mr. Lepotic served in Civil War torn Beirut in the early 1980s before taking part in the American invasion of Grenada where he suffered injuries and hearing loss in a mortar explosion. He, uh, a completely senseless invasion, by the way. You um, imagine, like, giving one of your senses up to the fucking invasion of Grenada. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, he left the Marines on disability and, according to one of his lawyers, has not held a full-time job in years. But his military service has remained central to his identity, as one peculiar incident would attest. This is the peculiar incident. Check this out. <clears throat> While in line at a Chinese buffet in 2012, oh, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Mr. Lopatic helped himself to the crab legs, all of them, 
prompting an enraged man behind him to start a fistfight. Later, Mr. Lopatic told the doctors treating his injuries that he'd been jumped in an attempted robbery. Um, what the fuck? I just thought that was so fucking American. Just like getting into a fist fight An over crab legs. robbery of crab get, legs? Getting a, into a fist fight over crab legs at the Chinese buffet. <laughs> this is something. This is, if anybody wants to know the difference between like northern, like conservative rednecks and southern conservative rednecks, <laughs> right. that would not happen in the south. Say what you want, but they would leave at least some crab legs for the person that behind them. That is true, dude. Aww, These Pennsylvania assholes think everything's <laughs> like. That is true. To them. Yeah. That is so true, yeah. man. It is true. <laughs> God. It's so fucking funny. Um, he called it an attempted robbery. Yeah. That has sent me. Um, yeah. At some point on the evening of January 6th, Mr. Mullins left the fray. He made his way out of the Capitol's restricted area. <laughs> He's probably going home thinking, well, that was wild. <laughs> Glad I'll never have to hear about this again. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, he says, um, back to where his wife and sister were waiting. His stricken face told them that something was wrong. On the long walk back to their rental car, they later said, Mr. Mullins wept. And on the long two-day drive back to Kentucky, they said he was silent. He returned to life as it had been, but it, was, but it was a life seemingly oblivious to the fact that his image was ricocheting around, ricocheting around the internet, and that he too was a wanted man with a nickname, quote-unquote slick, slick back, in reference to his thick, combed-back brown hair. That, this is Clyde. <clears throat> yeah, Mr. Mullins. You could do worse for nicknames than being known for a gorgeous head of hair. <laughs> 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 Basically, yeah. If you're gonna be fingered in a <laughs> an incident of this kind, at least they're like you know right. recognizing your right. drip. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I gotta see a picture of this dude. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, and then there's just some other. Uh, you know, he was eventually like picked up while driving. Um. You know, I guess the FBI tracked him down with like the help of web sleuths. Just like snitches online, just like also that, that web sleuth. Yeah. Is that what the article said? Yeah, it doesn't strike me as a guy that was trying to hide either. So it's like, well, also, but it's like if he didn't have, he wasn't on the internet at all. How'd they find his ass? I think that they. Um, I have no idea. Web sleuths. He might not be the one that the web sleuths tracked down. The web sleuths did track down some of the other people involved here. And they, like, gave the information to the FBI. So happy for them. They were so happy. Yeah. I they mean, were so pa- proud of themselves. Yeah, part of this, like, uh, new school of kids that have really embraced the FBI and the CIA and so forth. <laughs> you know? Like the young class of liberals that really... <clears throat> think that you know there's something cool about being part of the national security apparatus i thought it was so interesting that um I, tom and i were talking about this a little bit yesterday the thing that i found so interesting about reading this is that i kind of feel like all americans across the board whether you're the most rabid like right-wing maga person or the most quote-unquote progressive liberal <clears throat> or whatever, all of us have become so uh, sort of comfortable in our own worlds that, like, anything that happens contrary to that, we react so violently and um, indignantly. Like, 
and and this is why I think maybe like the left, however loosely you define that, maybe the only sane people left. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying that, but just because we've all internalized how everything is shit and is just going to continue being shit, right, right. Like the right wingers in this case, they could not countenance that Trump had lost. It was literally counter to everything they had been told, believed, held dear to them. And they fucked around, and now a lot of them are facing, like, fucking like, 10 years in prison. I mean, it was like, like a mass joker moment for these fools. <laughs> it is kind of wild to think about that, like, uh, this guy Donald Trump's living in a gold tower, presumably have committed all manner of crimes against humanity Tailless. and so forth. <laughs> fucking nuked uh, uh, Soleimani and mm-hmm. fucking... You know, got on the joysticks in the war room and blew some shit up in Yemen <laughs> when he first got in there just because he could and, you know, among other things. And he's just going to, like, he'll be a pariah for a certain period of time, but then he'll have a podcast with Hillary Clinton in about five oh years. Oh, my God, and then, stop it. And then liberals will just talk about how, how humanizing that is. Oh, my God. And he'll be rehabilitated. And meanwhile, for How long moments, will it take for them like, to be obsessed with him just like holding hands with a liberal the across the aisle of Trump. He, well he may be the one <laughs> I th- I genuinely think he was he will be the one president that they never rehabilitate. Oh, uh, you think? And I'll tell you why. This is the perfect He'll be a little Nixon like. This is the perfect place to segue into his statement on Colin Powell. <laughs> 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 so um, I mean, everyone has read it by this point. It's uh, an absolute banger. Um, I mean, the guy's still it was cranking fake. out. I thought oh it was yeah, fake. I was like, "There's no way this is real." <clears throat> but let's just read it for um, for posterity. Uh, statement. Tom read it. Statement no, by no, Donald. No, 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 no. I want you to do it, and then the Trump voice. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. Wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. (laughs) He was a classic rhino, if even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. (laughs) But anyway... What is a rhino? Republicans in name only. Uh, That's one of the gravest sins you can commit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, dude, this like, you know, it is so amazing. Like, I remember when John McCain died, and people were, um, you know, and even Bernie like made a statement like he was a a, a, a statesman, and you know, he was a a. a venerable member of our republic yeah and all this (laughs) and it's like and i remember there being at the time this weird debate on twitter of people being like it's ridiculous that bernie can't uh come out against them and then people on the other side being like it's ridiculous you would think bernie would come out against them that he would say anything bad about him and it's like funny to think about that in hindsight because like Trump is the only person who is saying any of the things that any of us are thinking. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you're one ally in terms of like a person with a real public life. Right. It's Donald Trump. Oh my god. <laughs> he 
said so-called weapons of mass destruction. That is so. He's the only blatant. one who said it yesterday. The only or one. That whatever. Would say that. Yeah, Monday when he died. He's the only one who said that. Yeah. Like real. I mean, even Colin Powell himself said that. Didn't he say? I mean, I saw this floating around, and maybe it's fake, but possible it's true that he said that. Big if true. He said that he knew that that would be the first stanza in his. Uh, obituary was how he misled what? the country. So he had some guilt? Well, yeah, he had like a... He got a he, million bodies on his hands. Not only that, he like went out and lied to the UN knowing they didn't have weapons of mass destruction and like famously was like had a oh, tummy ache about it. He was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. That's yeah, in the non-profit world we got, we call that heartburn now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having some heartburn around this. Um, <laughs> Is that really what they're that's saying the new, now? That's the new. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the new woke term for regret. Holy what? shit! Yeah. Some heartburn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, wow. He went out there and did it anyways because he's a coward little bitch, and but million not and a million Trump. people died. <laughs> so called. Pretty funny. Oh, so called wow. weapons of mass destruction. The funniest take I saw. There was a lot of really weird, goofy takes. The funniest one, though, was Brett, our pal Brett Stevens in the New York Times, who said that the world would have been a very different place if Colin Powell had been elected president in 1996. <laughs> I was like, what? How? I mean, I, like, you want me, me to read the op-ed? Please. <laughs> in the game of historical what-ifs, it's worth imagining what might have been if Colin Powell, who in the early 90s was among the most admired figures in America had heated conservative pleas to seek the 96th Republican presidential nomination, won it, and then defeated Bill Clinton that November. Our first black president would have been a Republican. He would also have been the first president since Andrew Jackson to be a child of immigrants, living proof that a country that opens its doors to impoverished strangers is immeasurably enriched by their aspirations and efforts. The Monica Lewinsky scandal, which so embittered, disgusted, and polarized the country, would, at most, have been a disturbing story about a sleazy ex-president. The Gingrich Republicans, forerunners to the truculent populists who would elect Donald Trump 20 years later, could have been held in check by a president whose moderate instincts, military bearing, and public standing recalled Dwight Eisenhower. The bitter contest over the election of two... Um, 2000, its outcome determined by the Supreme Court, would almost certainly not have happened. Dude, he's so fucking stupid. The country might have entered the 21st century with more sobriety and less division. Oh my god. <laughs> like, the, like, of all the things, Brett sat in the lab on Monday and was like, alright, what's, How the, what's my take? How could 96 have been different <laughs> if Colin Powell would have won the presidency? Right. Like, yeah, the butterfly effect. What if Colin Powell... Oh, and he was like, oh, that's so embittered and disgusted America. Like, only Republicans think that. Yeah. Like, Bill Clinton still has huge purchase amongst liberals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, like, the people screaming about, like, you know, like, the people that are, like, you know, uh, pointing out his various sex crimes. Like, you know what I mean? Those people just kind of have a pass for him. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's weird. Um, But... But Powell chose not to run. The character traits that had made him an exemplary military leader and a presidential advisor were ill-suited for a bruising campaign. He had no particular ideology beyond 
being a problem solver with somewhat conservative instincts. He lacked the messianic self-belief that animates most candidates. He saw himself as a soldier statesman in the mold of George Marshall, not as a politician who lived by the polls and had an elastic relationship with truth. Why, then why are you writing this, Brett? It is kind of funny <laughs> to me to think about the first black president being a Republican, kind of breaking the brains of liberals, though. Oh. The identity politic just... No wonder Powell seized the chance to be George W. Bush's Secretary of State. Here was an opportunity to tutor a foreign policy novice at a moment of seemingly unique promise for the United States. It turned out to be anything but, both with respect to the opportunity and the promise. The attacks of September 11th shattered a decade's worth of complacency about America's place atop the global order at the supposed end of history. Um... The administration's response to the attacks shattered whatever hopes Powell might have had to be the dominant figure in the Bush administration. Powell is sometimes remembered as the man who could have stopped the invasion of Iraq, but lacked the spine or the political infighting skills to do so. This is unfair and historically inaccurate. Easily forgotten now, the idea that Saddam Hussein posed a unique threat to global security was widely shared at the time of invasion including by Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and So he's Adam saying, Schiff. okay, yes, he did mislead, but at least we got rid of Saddam. Which, you know, like, even on blowback, they talk about that a lot. Like, that was kind of how we, like, reversed course. Like, everybody that was, like, involved in the invasion of Iraq was like, I'll never make an apology for going after Saddam Hussein. Right. Yeah. Like, Madeleine Albright, when she's talking to the school kids, like, mm -hmm. if, like, when she, I think she said hundreds of thousands of Iraqi school children had to die, and that was, like, just... That was about the sanctions, I think, in the 90s. Said that to school children directly? I don't know who she said. She was saying oh. it, like, basically, somebody had asked the question that about, was... like, all the school children that had suffered in Iraq under that, and she was like, it was worth it to get rid of Saddam Hussein. Right, right, right. Jesus. Yeah. Um, as for political, and this is an, an aside, um, uh, as for political infighting, well, wait, hold on. I skipped over this sentence. The weapons of mass destruction dossier that Powell presented to the UN Security Council on the eve of the Iraq war had the full confidence of the intelligence community, but Powell himself doubted it. Like, this is on record. Like, he yeah. literally did not think that they had weapons of mass destruction and did it anyways. And Yeah, and let's also just talk about our famously, our famously, famously scrupulous, like, intelligence community. <laughs> um, uh, as it is, Powell did have a long private conversation with Bush outlining the real challenge of invasion. A broken post-war Iraq would be America's to pay for and fix. That was the right advice, and it called for meticulous planning for the day after Saddam's downfall. Instead, Bush assigned the task of reconstruction to Donald Rumsfeld, who shrugged at post-war looting in Baghdad as little more than exuberant expressions of freedom. More destructive was the cocksure U.S. Viceroy in Iraq, Paul Brimmer, who reported to Rumsfeld and who helped lay the ground for the insurgency by disbanding the Iraqi army. Um, Powell who said he was never consulted on the decision, hardly deserves the blame. What? What? I don't need to derail this too much, but what was Paul Brimmer doing before they had sort of put him in charge? It was something stupid. Yeah. It? It's like nobody could really figure out why how he made that jump. Yeah, I think it was kind of like one of those appointments where like he knew somebody, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Something like I can't remember now, but yeah. Hmm. Um... Uh, Powell came of age at a time when American systems worked. 
His parents arrived in the United States from Jamaica through open doors. He received, by his own account, a remarkably good public school education. The Army, integrated for only about a decade when he joined it, saw his promise and promoted him swiftly. He oversaw the American war machine when it was at the zenith of its power, decimating the supposedly formidable Iraqi military with shock and awe-inducing swiftness in the Persian Gulf War. I like how... I remember that a little differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how, like, he just doesn't even mention the fact that Colin Powell covered up the Mili massacre. Oh, I'll, I'll just, yeah. What's that? It was like, it was it was a massacre of this village um, called Mili in Vietnam. Um, and I think it was like 69 or 70, and it was like covered up. I think that they, they literally killed like, I don't know, 90 innocent Women, women and, and children, children or something and like that. Shit, yeah. um, Jesus, just a butcher job. Yeah. Um, but Colin Powell covered that up. <laughs> like He was directly responsible in that. Jesus. Like Also how you get promoted in these ranks. So it's like, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> in this sense, Powell uniquely synthesized two strains of American identity that had been long at odds. The radical promise of 1776 that all of us, irrespective of background, are indeed created equal and can rise as far as our talents will take us, as long as you cover up war crimes. <laughs> also, that's just not what that document said in 1776. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, and the sturdy traditionalism that goes with being the product of a military hierarchy. But things went badly wrong with America's systems between the way they had shaped Powell on his way up, or between the time they had shaped Powell on his way up and the time he had a hand in shaping them from the top. Immigration processes became incoherent, public education deteriorated, social mobility stagnated. Within the federal government, the intelligence community had become catastrophically inept. In Iraq, the United States could not get the lights to go on. In Afghanistan, it could not completely disperse foreign aid, at least until David Petraeus took charge. Blah, blah, blah. Powell, like so many others, could not seem to get his head around the extent of the rot. He had spent days at the CIA personally vetting the intelligence on Iraq before presenting it at the UN. Even then, it was garbage. It, a responsible case could have been made for Hussein's removal because he was a one-man weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There, yeah, the, we have yeah. There's we, there's one weapon of mass destruction over there. So in a way, he didn't yeah. lie. He's he's like typhoid Mary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna shoot his body over the walls of <laughs> the yeah. Pentagon. Oh yeah. Have you never you've never heard of Uday Hussein? Um, but the WMD case was pressed because it seemed to be the most convenient. The decision to disband the Iraqi army was made with no interagency process to speak of. The person who defended that fiasco, then National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice, was chosen to succeed Powell at the State Department. Again, Powell was not responsible for this, but the same combination of decency, level-headedness, and ambivalence that dissuaded him from running for president prevented him from being the kind of critic and reformer that a broken system really needed. I mean, Brett really does... Or, of course, he doesn't actually think this uh, because he had a column to fire off. But it's really also I'm still hung up on complacency of our place <laughs> in something. It's like this guy gets paid a lot of money and he's <clears throat> saying it's writing shit like that. This is dribble. 
A modest man who has much to be modest about was Winston Churchill's re- reputed jibe about his success for Clement Attlee. Powell, by contrast, was a modest man who, for all his achievements, was still too modest for his country's good. Oh, my God. General Powell, you should have run in 96. Rest in peace. <laughs> That's how he ends it? That's how he ends it. Oh, my God. A modest mm. man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A criminal <laughs> supreme of the free world. I've got to hit the inhaler. <clears throat> Just I'm struggling. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm alright. This man's about Brett, Brett, yeah. man, Brett, he uh, he took my breath away. <laughs> I love how he's so incompetent. They just have to throw him these softballs. Like, can you fucking call him? Pal died. Can you do something? Just anything? Write something about it. Just, I, I mean, it's um, it, I mean, it's it's really the best take, honestly. I mean, like a lot of people were like. I saw one in the Atlantic and their take was like Colin Powell was an example of how the system works because he rose up through the ranks of the military right after it was integrated and um, showed, you know, like, uh, I don't know this, like, I don't know, but like Brett's take is way more original. Brett's take, I, I, I respect it. Brett's take is like history would be so much different if Colin Powell had run for president. In ninety six, <laughs> like, <laughs> not ninety two, right nah, off the, you know, like the the the, the <laughs> history had come to such a point that only one man could remedy what else us in ninety six. That man was General Colin Powell. General Colin Powell, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so weird. I think it's like ninety six is crucial for him because it can't be two thousand. It has to be ninety six because for him. Colin Powell could have staved off the Newt Gingrich like Republican Revolution, mm. which would have staved off like the Trump catastrophe or whatever. Right. It's ah. just like he said. Basically, <clears throat> there'd be a more moderate Republican Party if right. he won the nomination. Which is mm. like it's so fucking stupid because like if anyone, it's like Reagan, but then before that, like Goldwater, and I mean it's just like all these. It's a classic Brett thing, though. Yeah. It's like who who did become president in '96? Bill Clinton. Mm. Bill Clinton, in the words of a uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> who is that? Boozy badass. Boozy badass. Bill. Has some interesting views <laughs> on Bill Clinton. Well, on a number of topics. On a number of topics, to <laughs> say the least. That's so funny, though. Like, of course, Bill Clinton was going to... I don't even know who ran... Was it Bob Dole? Was that who ran against Clinton in 96? 96 was, yeah, Bob Dole. Like, of course, Clinton was going to fucking yeah, win re-election. Yeah, 92 was H.W. Bush, right? Right. Like, okay, Powell wouldn't have run in 92 because he wasn't going to run against his boss, H.W. Yeah. But, I mean... Oh, damn, he worked for both of them. He worked for both, father and the son. God damn. Yeah, that's untelling how many bodies he buried. That's why, like, Trump's obituary about him is the perfect, it really is the perfect, like, elegy. It's the but perfect anyway, parting shot. Rest just, like, it really is just <laughs> straight down the line, like, just just being totally honest. Yeah. It's in a crass manner, but he, there was no lies detected there. No. Wow. Unbelievable. He's, yeah. Be, um, Trump becomes a leftist. <laughs> Who made Can big? 
made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. So I mean, beautifully. He's also got this hilarious critique of the media in there. It's like, well, it's the like fake media is like he coined that term. That's, right. He's right. going to keep he's going to keep driving his own like language. Well, home. funnily enough. I don't know if you guys remember this. The liberals actually came up with the word fake news. They were saying really? that. You remember that, Tom? I think so, yeah. Like, I could have sworn, like, the liberals were saying fake news for, like, three months. Yeah, that, and then they just kind of latched onto it as a rallying cry. Right. The Republicans did, yeah. But it is so fucking funny, though. Yeah, because like, fake news is like something they said about, like, Facebook. Like, yeah. that's fake news. I mean, he does have a point that, like... Yeah, hope that happens to me someday. Like he's going to be excoriated by the news, by the media when he dies. Like, I mean, probably fairly, he's a piece of shit. But it's like Colin <laughs> yeah. Powell was also a piece of shit. Donald Rumsfeld, who died three months ago, huge piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> like, but they're going to be they're pick and choose who that. Yeah, right. I I'm going to write something for the New York Times when Donald Trump died, and I'll just tell about all his <laughs> awful deeds. And I'll say, <laughs> but for all that. He did apprehend some uh, bat-wielding thugs en route to a Paul Abdul <laughs> concert in 1994. <clears throat> and for that, we must remember him fondly. Oh, my God. Yep, so he says. But anyway. <clears throat> wow. He also made it just centers himself always. Hope that happens to me one day. Hope that happens to me one day. <laughs> I love God. that clip going around of him hearing about RBG dying for the first time. Well, that's a yeah, that's a classic. Like that's that's um, that's like golden. That is perfect. <laughs> they, when they put Tiny Dancer playing in the background, because <laughs> he's caught. He claimed he didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. When they told him on camera, wait, is it, I'm I'm just hearing about this for the first time. <laughs> he like yeah. stops, pauses, and does this for like thirty seconds, and then says something <laughs> like he's like. I want to say this, but I got to be a little measured, so I have to think about it for a minute. <laughs> I just, I do kind of love the thought of some like speech writers and shit trying to work with Trump as president. I mean, he had to just be an absolute buffoon in the White House, you know? It like wasn't even fun to think about it when he was president, but now it is pretty comical. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. To think about the buffoonery and the. <laughs> And people like to, like a speechwriter trying to work with him and him being like, "All right, here's what we're gonna say." Yeah, yeah. And people tried to like edit him. I mean, he fired a lot of people. He just cutting them left and right. It's fucking hilarious. Oh god. Absolutely hilarious. God. I mean, if anyone did make a mockery of you know of U.S. democracy, it was him. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck it. Yeah. Um, I just, like, what's his, what do you think his long game is to have a podcast with Hillary? You think that's his long game? Like, what's, is he trying to get back a TV show? He just keeps, like, slipping little things in here and there. I mean, he's going to run for president again, I'm sure. <clears throat> there are already Trump 2024 flags. Over. Oh, yeah. He'll run for president, I'm sure, and he'll, he'll be a threat. That's <laughs> the sick thing. <laughs> Yeah. Him running against Joe Biden again, though, makes me so tired. The yes. thought of it is her. Well, you think Joe will be dead by then? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Kamala. He'll be running against Kamala. Trump will just punish him, just like. <laughs> like Joe, I mean, it, it, four you cheated years. me the first time, but it's okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> We're going to get it right this time, Joe. It's fine. 
Four years is a massive difference in a guy like Joe Biden. I mean, he was already showing signs. Like in Trump will be Biden's age now in four years, right? I think, yeah. And Biden will be like knocking on death's door in four years. Truly, and like nothing ages you like a fucking presidency. Dog, we're gonna have Trump around too, probably. Trump and Joe. I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to say definitively one way or the other, but I, I guess it depends on how this. Uh, they can't stop him from running. You know I mean? Right. I mean, yeah, he still has the Republican Party, so he's going to run. Yeah. Um, unless something insane happens between now and then. But. So who runs? Uh, who else is in the primary? Um, the I'm sure... Are the you, Republicans? Yeah. Do well, there, know, won't, be a, you there know, won't be a Democratic You primary. know Jeb will pop up fruitlessly. And then, you think so? And the thing <laughs> is, Trump will own him the same way he did eight years before at that point. <laughs> but he won't care. <laughs> it won't matter. Well, the thing is, is I don't know um, enough about... <laughs> then the Hollies and the Cottons will come out. I guess so. But characters. they seem to me to be pretty, like, Trump um, subservient. I know. So I wouldn't imagine they would run against him. I would much rather Trump than either of those two guys. I mean, I don't imagine anybody who would actually run against him. Um, what about Pence? Wouldn't that be a fuck you? Oh, Pence is a little bitch. That Pence is a little funny. bitch. That would be pretty good. And Pence probably has plenty of shit he could throw up on him that that might actually Except get him on skates. he's unlikable. Pence, oh, he is. Yeah, he's <clears> so <throat> grotesque. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, nobody's going to want to put themselves out there to be humiliated like that. <laughs> so, no, yeah, no, so nobody funny. with any real skeletons in their closet will go walk up that tree. scared to death to run against Trump. Uh huh. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. Well, my question it's like, Joe, there's no way. How can legally, how can Joe just let Kamala run? What, would he have to uh, step down or whatever? They oh, just have to announce he's not running. It's, but then it's it like what be... LBJ did in 68 and his vice president ran as president. <clears throat> but then there would... Okay, if that's the case, then there would be a Democratic primary though, right? Yeah. So she would just have... It would just be... She'd have to do all this... She'd have to do... Yeah. Campaigning in the, prim- right. In the primary. Right. And mm-hmm. she would lose. <laughs> I mean, there's no question about it. She would lose. Oh, <laughs> my God. She, let's just keep in mind, she didn't make it past Iowa last time. Yeah. <laughs> And somebody thought it was a good idea to like make her number two. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, somehow they got elected. I don't know. Put that in perspective. Mayor Pete won Iowa, and he's the most unlikable guy on the planet. They, right. What, wasn't this the craziest primary? He won Iowa, I should say. Um, well, um, I think that probably about <sighs> covers it for this episode. Um, thanks for listening. I don't know if this is a premium episode or a f- public one, but... Uh, happy full moon. But happy full moon. Wasn't that a couple of days? Was that last night? Two it's nights ago? This morning. Oh. What's, what's the latest holiday that y'all celebrate? The moon's just been f- fucking huge the last few nights, but it wasn't full till this morning. I see. Yep. They the s- latest holiday? Yeah, well, then, you know celestial holidays well know. there is halloween <laughs> well know? i mean that's all Salon. of us all of us but there's usually something that you know me and terrence never heard of you come and say happy uh, happy oh happy bell train or bell train or whatever and no, i'm like i, I could have looked at one of my witch calendars <laughs> on the way here 
<laughs> it's full moon in Aries. That's uh, all I know. I got to go hit the inhaler. Um, I need a beach plum. All right. Yeah, same. I Thanks need a beach plum. We'll see you next time. Bye.